Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? You can find out starting right now on the Locked On NHL podcast as Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, September 7th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I hope you all enjoyed your Labor Day weekends. It's always good to have a long weekend. That extra day sometimes just makes all the difference in the world. Uh, But we're back to normal now here on the show. We got three episodes coming out this week and for the next couple going forward, but towards the ends of the end of September, which is not too far away, folks, all NHL shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network will be flipping back to full-time with five episodes coming out each week, so we're closing in on the end of the offseason here and uh, expect things to be starting to ramp back up again in the next couple of weeks with both training camp and preseason on the horizon. Over the Labor Day weekend, though, there was nothing, you know, really too noteworthy regarding the Blackhawks. It's been pretty quiet since the Connor Murphy extension came out last week. Um, But one bit of news that was announced on Friday morning that I wanted to start the show with here today. It came out literally right after I posted my episode before heading out of town for the weekend. I was like, of course that would happen. Uh, A joint announcement came out from the NHL on Friday morning stating that The NHL players are officially heading back to the Winter Olympics this February in 2022. And of course, the NHL skipped out on the tournament back in 2018, uh, controversially. But they do plan on trying to make everything work this time around in order to uh, allow their players to take part, COVID permitting and everything. Um, I believe there's uh, an insurance clause that's worth uh, reading over and everything. I I don't know, but um, it's... Sounding like everything should be happening, the NHL's making every effort in order for their players to be in that tournament, which is always great to hear. And in the schedule for this upcoming season, the the NHL, they, they did already have everything planned out, assuming that this would happen, so it's good to see them follow up, and now the players, it's set in stone, they're back in the Olympics in 2022. And the month of February, actually, is, is going to be... Uh, Despite there not being many NHL games, it's going to be pretty good for the game of hockey overall. We got 
the NHL All-Star break from the 4th to the 6th. And then for the Olympians, it's a, it's a pretty quick turnaround. They'll have to fly to China the day after the All-Star weekend on the 7th. They'll take part in the Olympics, and then they'll need to be back in North America just about two weeks later on February 23rd when the NHL regular season resumes. Uh, so it's going to be... It's going to be quick, and it's it should be a lot of fun, always the international stage and watching those guys. You know, they play their hearts out for their countries, and it's awesome to see that the NHL is letting those guys go back over and, and uh, do that in China to represent their countries. Um, only three games for the Blackhawks in the month of February, just something to note, uh, and none for a 23-day span there, I believe, from... I think it's the 3rd to the 26th or something like that. And those three weeks, I believe I'll be spending that in Mexico, keeping my fingers crossed that uh, everything goes well in order for that to happen. But as for the potential Blackhawks that could be taking part in those Olympics, first, there's a pretty good chance we'll see Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinkit, and the newly acquired Seth Jones all a part of the United States roster. Uh, they're, they're pretty much, those three guys are locks for the United States at this point. Uh, Connor Murphy is also someone who could be in the running there for Team USA, but uh, he might need a couple of dropouts or COVID, you know, guys who are, aren't wanting to go over there and risk getting COVID or something. Uh, he might need a couple of, he might need that to happen in order for him to make the team because it's honestly, it's a pretty loaded decor back there for the United States. So um, Connor Murphy, his odds are slim, but uh, I wouldn't count him out just yet because he's put together a couple of real strong campaigns for the Blackhawks the past couple of years defensively. Uh, and then for Team Canada, Marc-Andre Fleury, he'll likely be one of the three netminders that's selected to the team. And also, if all goes well, Jonathan Taze, you gotta think, if he's healthy, is someone that should be on that roster as well. He's pretty much an Olympic hero up there in Canada for his performances in the past, mostly that World Junior shootout to lead Team Canada to the gold. Uh, if Taze is healthy, you know, I think he has to be in China representing Team Canada this time around. And then moving on to the Europeans, first, Dominic Kubelik, gotta think he's a lock for the Czech Republic at this point. He was their leading scorer at the World Championships this past summer, and uh, back in 2018, he was already a part of the Czech's Olympic roster before taking part in his first NHL season with the Blackhawks. So I expect him to play a major role in their top six once again here during the Olympics in February. And then Philip Kershev also is someone I expect to be a part of Team Switzerland's roster making his Olympic debut after he took part in the World Championships representing the Swiss as well. Uh, and then also the same for Lucas Reichel in Team Germany. He's someone who played for... Uh, the Germans at the World Championships this past summer and looks to be in line to make his Olympic debut as well. Uh, and despite being so young, you know, Reichel, he's he's already played a key role in those major tournaments when he's gotten a look for Germany. And being one of the few Germans to uh, have, you know, NHL-level stuff, if you will, you got to think Lucas Reichel probably will be heading to China in February as... Uh, as well to make his Olympic debut. One other player I think to keep an eye on is Kevin Lankinen for Team Finland because Lankinen, he's had pr plenty of success on the national scale for the Finns in the past, most notably leading them to a gold medal in the 2019 World Championships despite not a single player on their roster having any NHL experience. He 
was remarkable in that tournament, beating uh, a Russian team that had Alex Ovechkin, I think Malkin, Kucherov, Hedman, and somehow Finland, without any NHLers, beat them. And uh, a big part of that was because of Kevin Lankinen. It's going to be a crowded group, though, for the Finns in net. They got UC Saros, Antti Ranta, Tuka Rask, if he's healthy, Eunice Corposalo. So uh, it's not going to be easy for Lankinen to make it. But you got to think that his prior success internationally at least gives him a chance to crack the roster for this team, uh, for Team Finland at this year's Olympics in February, too. All right, there are all the Blackhawks' potential candidates for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to reveal number eight on my Blackhawks' top 10 prospects list. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has taken over for the summer. However, football season is starting up on Thursday. And also, UFC this fall. We got some good fights coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So for any sport you want to gamble on right now, you can get all the latest odds, news, and info with BetOnline. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about Stat Hero, which is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really all that surprising though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. But that's where Stat Hero can help you out. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, and it's winner take all. You are in total control. Just go to stathero.com slash lockdown, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving away a 300% match. That's unheard of, so... Go to stathero.com slash locked on right now. One more time, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just got done discussing which Blackhawks are expected to be taking part in the 2022 Winter Olympics in China. Moving on now, it's time to reveal number eight on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Looking back and recapping what we have so far, Mackenzie Entwistle kicked things off last Wednesday at number 10. Then 2020 third round pick Landon Slager of Notre Dame came in at number nine on Friday. 
At number eight on my list today, I have fellow 2020 third round pick for the Blackhawks. Two picks after Landon Slager, actually, but now one spot ahead of him, according to me at least. Defenseman Wyatt Kaiser from the University of Minnesota Duluth, a six foot, 175 pound left handed defenseman that just put together a pretty spectacular freshman campaign for one of the top teams in all of college hockey. Kaiser recorded. 10 points this past season, all of which were assists, actually, which is a little bit of a common theme for him in his career so far. Uh, He's known as a pass-first, responsible defender in his own zone that can also be be, uh, a value in someone that can man a power play unit as well. Seven of Kaiser's 10 assists this past season came on the power play unit for the Bulldogs. Kaiser, he was the guy who ran things at the point for that unit during the majority of this past campaign as a freshman. So, um, despite him maybe not having much of a goal-scoring ability from the blue line, although I think there's more there than he gets credit for, um, the puck game, you know, I thought looked really good for already, for just being, I thought the puck game already looked really good for just being 18 years old and already playing a major role, by the way, for a big-time program. I mean, Minnesota Duluth, that's a powerhouse in college hockey, if you don't know. And Kaiser was not eased into things by any means. I mean, he immediately took on major ice time in high-level situations for this club, you know, something that doesn't happen often for a true freshman at this level. Kaiser displayed tremendous poise and um, a calmness about him and just an overall maturity, and I thought he handled the situation very well, and especially for a guy who, you know, went in the third round in the 2020 NHL draft, so Wyatt Kaiser, I mean, He's a prospect I'm super excited to keep an eye on over these these next couple years he'll spend with UMD. And he should continue to only take on a, a larger and larger role for that program going forward. And um, from what I've seen so far out of him, I mean, he had an incredible game. I believe it was against UMass in the Frozen Four where it was like a triple overtime or I, I don't have it on me right now. I wish I did. Um, a tri- it was like a triple or quadruple overtime game, and Wyatt Kaiser had like 60 minutes played as a freshman for UMD. They unfortunately lost that game, one to nothing, I think it was too. Um, but you know, f- from what I've seen already out of this kid, I-, I do believe there could be an NHL future for him with everything he's proven to be capable of already. I mean, as I said, the puck movement is sturdy, even in tight areas and in pressure situations. He's again, he's calm under pressure and allows his he doesn't allow the moment to be too big for him. He, he's shown he, he can stay calm um and in big time moments, you know, he's a guy that already can be trusted by that coaching staff there for the Bulldogs. Um he, he's it feels like he could be a player that can provide you with a little bit of everything from the blue line. You know, I think there could be second power play potential there with the way he can move the puck from the point. Uh, and I also think he has the defensive abilities to be reliable in his own zone and possibly could be a factor on the penalty kill unit as well. So, you know, we'll see if he can add a little bit more to his game offensively than we've seen in the past. Again, he hasn't really shown us much as a goal scorer. Um, hopefully he'll be able to find the back of the net a few times this upcoming season, but all in all, I do like Kaiser's chances of becoming maybe a second to probably more so of a third pairing defenseman for the Blackhawks or for, you know, however his path goes, maybe another NHL team one day. 
Um, but that's, you know, his, his potential and what he's shown that he can do already. That's why I have him coming in at number eight on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, there is my breakdown on Blackhawks 2020 third round pick defenseman Wyatt Kaiser. Coming up in just a minute, I also still have to get into Talk Back Tuesday, where I answer a couple of questions from you, the listeners, right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like coconut, chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have a couple of new flavors like grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you're a fan of mint. For all the strawberry lovers out there like myself, they have a really good new strawberry flavor, and they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low-calorie and low-sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just wrapped up unveiling Wyatt Kaiser at number eight on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Now, before I finish up the show here today, we still have to get into our Talk Back Tuesday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Excuse me. First question I have here today came via email over the weekend. The only person to email in the show, actually. Can't blame y'all, though. I mean, I wasn't on my phone at all over the Labor Day weekend. But quick shout-out to Craig Lewin from Skokie, Illinois, for emailing in his question. I needed one, at least, here today. Craig asked, With Connor Murphy now being signed long-term, it's pretty clear to me that Calvin DeHaan is on his way out. When slash where Do you think he's traded, and what's the potential return? Well, Craig, I I actually, uh, I'm not so sure about that. I I do think the Blackhawks are, they're they're probably wanting to keep DeHaan around for the course of this season, at least in my mind, Um, unless, you know, there's an offer out there that's just simply too good to pass up on, which very likely will not be the case for, you know, a a 30-year-old defenseman that's coming off two big-time shoulder surgeries and a $4.5 million price tag. So, in all honesty, to me, I think the Blackhawks are probably stuck with DeHaan for the remainder of this contract, unless they're willing to bite the bullet, and they'd probably have to take on some of that money in order to move him. I just don't see another team out there wanting to pay nearly $5 million for uh, a second- to third-pairing guy at this point, depending on the team uh, because of, you know, all the things I just listed, 30 years old, health issues. There's just some question marks there about Calvin DeHaan ever since he's arrived in Chicago. So um, for those reasons, you know, 
I can't imagine that DeHaan will be on the move anytime soon here. At the earliest, probably the trade deadline, in my opinion. And even if he were to be moved, um, I don't think the return's going to be all that great either because of everything I just mentioned. So uh, that kind of leads me to believe that the Blackhawks are probably not out there aggressively pursuing uh, a deal for Calvin DeHaan at this point. So, um, Craig, you know... I'm not so sure DeHaan's going to be on the move. I don't think, I think he's a a luxury for this team to have at this point, especially because as we've learned the hard way the past couple seasons, it seems uh, that the defensive core as a whole never seems to be fully healthy all at the same, all at the same time. Fingers crossed that that can finally happen with the Blackhawks this season. Uh, But I I do believe Calvin Hahn probably will be a member of this Blackhawks team for the entirety of this year. The second question I have today comes from actually someone who uh, wanted to remain anonymous. They messaged me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I I actually forgot to respond for a while, which I apologize for. Um, But I wanted to be sure to to remember to answer this on the show here today because I believe it's important. I was asked uh, a couple weeks back, do you think the Blackhawks attendance is going to take a hit after all the things that have come out this offseason? Because I would like to think people would not be willing to support an organization that's clearly proven to be run poorly and somewhat corrupt at this point, but sports are always different. Thanks. Tough question here. Uh, I mean, where to start? I will admit that, as for me, personally, as long as Stan Bowman is still calling the shots and in charge of all hockey operations for this team, for me, you know, it's it's pretty hard to be proud of this Blackhawks organization at this point, you know, and it, um, had it not be for my job, you know, it, it would be a lot tougher for me to support this team, I believe, you know, uh, and as for attendance, for my job, I probably will be at as many games as possible, just so I can try and get the best perspective on this team as I can, you know? But if I didn't have that responsibility, I think it would be a much easier decision for me personally, at least, because it's just, it's it's upsetting that nothing's happened to Stan at this point with everything we know now. Uh, no leave of absence or anything, you know, and no real comments about the matter at all. It seems like he's still going to be the general manager of Team USA at this upcoming Olympics, which is just baffling to me, so... Um, had it not be for my job, you know, I personally think it would be an easier decision for me not to go and support the Blackhawks. Um, but at the same time, at, you know, with COVID causing the Hawks to not have fans for almost the entirety of last season, and the two games they did have fans for, it was only 25%, um, I do expect most people to be excited about being allowed back at the building, whatever capacity that is. You know, I do expect it to still probably be full, even after everything that has happened. It's still the United Center opening up, going to games in person, and people will be wanting to do that, whatever the price and whatever the situation. You know, that's just the reality of things. Whether I agree with it, you agree with it or not, that's just kind of how it is. That's just, it's sports, you know, that's kind of how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if it's going to take a hit. 
I, I probably would lean towards, I don't think so, but if it did, you know, I wouldn't be upset at all, and I would certainly understand why. The Blackhawks' changes need to be made, uh, and they need to happen fast, and I think it starts from the top. If you can't hold Stan Bowman accountable, what kind of message do you send to the fans and uh, everyone else in this world and everyone that was affected by what Bradley Aldridge went on to do? You know, it, it's a disgrace what the Blackhawks have been doing for the past decade and things need to change and they need to start happening right now. Uh, and I hope everyone's going to be held accountable. And when everything comes out to the public, you know, I hope, um, people will be looking at things differently, but we'll see what happens. You know, as I said, you know, whatever I really think doesn't have an impact on anything at all. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and, and we're going to have to wait and see what the United Center plans to have, uh, capacity-wise for the 2021-2022 season that's coming up here in just about a month. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, September 7th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to check out the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. Brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.